and welcome to the Informed Traveler Podcast, part of the Informed Traveler Radio Show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In this week's podcast, if you're a bit like me and that you like being in the outdoors and the thought of camping, but just don't have the equipment or the wherewithal to do it, well, there are places like Urban River Adventures that can help you out. They're located just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, just west of the Edmonton Airport, actually, along the North Saskatchewan River. So we'll learn more about what they have to offer. Plus, a bit later in the podcast, we'll chat with Susan Cattle from Travel Zoo about what there is to see and do in the Cayman Islands, also known as the culinary capital of the Caribbean. But first, we're going to start things out talking about the long lineups at the airports that I'm sure you've heard about in the last few weeks. Canada's transport minister suggested that out-of-practice travelers are the ones causing the delays. So I thought it would be a good idea to remind us out-of-practice travelers what you need to know going through airport security. So joining us now to help us out is Sandra Alvarez, spokesperson for CATSA, the Canadian Air Transportation Security Authority. Their website is katsa.gc.ca. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. What's the difference between what you do, uh, Katsa, and what uh, Canada Border Services does? Uh, It seems to me some people might get confused uh, on the the differences. You are right. Uh, People do confuse the two. Uh, Katsa is responsible for security screening at 89 designated airports across Canada. So we screen passengers, their carry-on baggage, their checked baggage, Uh, prior to entering the secured area of an airport. Um, We're not, uh, obviously, the Canada Border Services Agency. Um, CASA screens passengers departing from Canadian airports. Mm -hmm. The CBSA handles passengers from inbound flights from outside Canada. So they provide information on customs procedures and requirements that apply to individuals entering Canada from international flights. Apart from the obvious of arriving early as you can possibly do that at the airport, uh, what can we do to help move along the process? I think the best advice we can uh, provide is um, divesting. Uh, So when you divest to facilitate your screening um, process, make sure that your liquids follow the liquid restrictions. So your liquid containers have to be 100 millimeters or less. Um, and they must fit, they, all the containers must fit in a one liter clear resealable plastic bag. Only one bag per passenger. And then you can take that bag out of your carry-on at the time that you're divesting. Put it to the side. Put your prescription medications that do not fall under this restriction. So if you're carrying prescription or non-prescription medication like cough syrup, for instance, that is not included in the regulations. Therefore, you can pack that separately in another plastic bag and put that to the side as well. Make sure nothing is in your pockets, uh, no change, no keys, cell phones, wallets. Take that all out from your pockets so when you go through our walk-through metal detectors with the full-body scanners, there are no alarms. Uh, take out your laptops from your carry-ons or, or larger electronic items like your gaming consoles. Uh, make sure the laptops are removed from any kind of protective sleeves. Uh, they must be divested on their own. Um, or along, you know, you can put your hat or gloves or uh, your, your pair of keys you found in your pocket. Put it beside your laptop in that bin. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing will only help go make that process just a little uh, quicker along the way. 
and, uh, if and you travel don't, light if you can. Yeah, and if you don't know, you can always ask, right? It never hurts to ask. I always ask because I forget. Like, do you want your belt off? In some cases, it's shoes on, shoes on, that, that type thing, right? That's right. That's right. So when you're going to the States, it's shoes off. And when, if you're not going to, if it's domestic or another international destination, you typically don't need to remove your uh, your, shoe, your shoes, especially uh, in the summer, summer travel. It's, no one's wearing big boots. It's usually, you know, running shoes and flip-flops, so mm-hmm. you should be okay. Yeah, well, you can tell the people that are going to a sun destination because they're already dressed for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> are the liquids the common thing that people forget about? Yeah, it's it's a big one. Everybody is putting all their liquids in their carry-on bags, um, and it's not something that you need immediately. You can put a lot of that stuff in your check baggage. Mm-hmm. And if it's over 100 milliliters, it simply is not permitted. So it has to be 100 milliliters or less per container, and the total of those containers must fit in that one liter clear plastic bag, and it's one bag per passenger. Uh, what about traveling with children? Uh, obviously, there's differences, and that, that can you want to speed that up as, as much as possible. So make sure that they're not carrying some toy or something like that in their pocket. I would I would assume. Yeah, when you're arriving at the checkpoint, especially a family with kids, um, check to see if the family special needs line is available. Uh, we do have these lanes um, at our, some of our airports that feature screening equipment that can accommodate larger items. Mm-hmm. The screening officers themselves, they offer additional assistance to passengers needing more time or help with all those belongings, the diaper bags and the formula and all that kind of stuff or those toys you're talking about. Um, present all the baby food or the drinks, including formula, to the screening officers for inspection. So make sure you have that handy and you can remove it from the diaper bag or the carry-on and put it to the side so the screening officers can see that right away. And keep small electronics that can stay in the carry-on. So all those, you know, the smaller tablets and Mm. the little play, electronic play games that Mm -hmm. these kids are playing with now, the cell phones, that can all stay in the carry-on. And, of course, you have your app, which you can check the wait times if you want. Uh, Just briefly, uh, tell us about that. So it's the um, uh, CATSA app, the Breeze Through Security. So uh, it is a mobile app that you can find information. Um, It makes it easier to get through airport screening, such as the wait times, like you mentioned, um, at 14 of the busiest airports across the country. Um, It also has a what can I bring um, option, which is it lists, to find out uh, if a particular item is allowed in your carry-on or your check baggage. You can just type in that the item itself. And there's tips for families and passengers with special needs as well, for seniors to help them get through the airport security screening quickly and easily. You can create a travel checklist as well to help pack your carry-on and check baggage, which is really handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also provide us your feedback uh, regarding your screening experience on that app. Uh, and that's also on your website, too. So you have the app and the website. The website, again, is katsa, C-A-T-S-A dot G-C dot C-A. And Sandra Alvarez is the spokesperson for CATSA, the Canadian Air Transportation Security Authority. Uh, we could go on, Sandra, probably for hours, but <laughs> but I think if people uh, get the gist of things and they can go on the website and they can smooth the process over and everyone will be happy, right? Absolutely. Well, if you're a bit like me and that you like being in the outdoors and the thought of camping, but just don't have the equipment or the wherewithal to do it, there are places that will supply everything for you, fortunately. 
and all you have to do is show up. And there's one such place just outside of Edmonton along the North Saskatchewan River called Urban River Adventures. And joining us now to tell us all about it is Steve Cap. He's the founder of Urban River Adventures. Their website is ura-yeg.ca. Hi, Steve. Hey, Randy. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, I guess this is probably your busy time of year as you're getting ready for the summer with Urban River Adventures. Tell me how it uh, all came about, though. Yeah. um, So COVID is really the reason this happened. Um, I was running an event business, like an interactive fitness event kind of trade show and we were taking it across western canada we were gaining traction you know in our fourth year and then this crazy pandemic comes along that doesn't like interactive events whatsoever (laughs) and it shut down the uh the fit fest event in june of 2020 and then i'm like oh you know uh what's a second wave i'm like i've never heard of a second wave before (laughs) so let's book it for november 2020 and uh that got shut down again and at that point, I'm like, I'm, I'm crazy to continue um, doing these interactive, large-scale events um, with this pandemic still, you know, happening. And so that made me get creative. Um, and I, I, you know, I have a passion of getting people active and doing fun things. That's what the uh, trade show event was all about. And um, so I wanted to align with that. And I wanted to do something outdoors. And, of course, local to Edmonton, because that's where I live. And so I, um, I knew of these river valley islands that I paddled by on my paddleboard, and they're just gorgeous. And the, when I was out there, there was nobody there. And I, I started thinking we're on a city of one million people, you know, Edmonton and surrounding area, and there's nobody using these islands. So um, why not get people out there? And so I started brainstorming ideas of things we could do on the island. And, uh, you know, I'm a big backcountry hiker and I've done all sorts of safaris and, and um, you know, natural kind of tours. And um, so I thought, why don't we get people out there to spend the night on these islands? And then, um, you know, we could do glamping. And so I started thinking of glamping domes and glamping tents. <laughs> and then um, I'm like, what would even take it to another level? How are we going to get them there? What about a jet boat? Let's get them out there with a really, <clears throat> you know, a really cool boat that most people had never been on. Like a, a river boat is something that was even new to me at the time. And so um, I, I put together the whole kind of business plan and built a website. And I talked to the, the government of Alberta who runs the crown land um, in, in the province. And uh, they got me an authorization to do it. And uh, we just moved forward with it. And here you are, Urban River Adventures. Well, you touched on two things I like, glamping because I'm lazy and I'm not a very good camper. And uh, I always thought it's better to know someone that has a boat rather than me own a boat. So, so I, yeah. I, I imagine those are the people you're looking for. Yeah, that's exactly it. We're looking for people who, you know, don't have their camping gear or, you know, at least not enough to do it, you know, regularly on, as a family. Um, you know, people who don't own RVs, um, you know, typically are our demographic. People who want to get out and enjoy nature, but, you know, they don't go out, you know, you know, a couple times a month in their RV and they don't have all the gear to go camping on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we like to provide education on, uh, you know, how to use all this gear and education on leaving no trace when you are in these environments. And um, now for 2022, we're also integrating uh, solar power to half of our accommodation and also compostable toilets. And so we want to provide education on how to use that as well. 
Well, cool. Well, let's talk about some of the glamping experiences. You've got a number of different uh, options available. Let's just run through them for us. Yeah, so we've got now for 2022, we're focused mostly on the dome accommodation. Uh, we also have a cabin now that people can book, a uh, gorgeous cabin with a view. And then we also still have our tree tent. And so um, those are the different types of accommodation that we have out there right now. Uh, as we progress and evolve, we're going to continue to add unique styles of, of accommodation uh, for people to come try out and see, you know, maybe they like um, this better than that or, um, you know, whatever we come up with, I think mm. people will really enjoy. Uh, but, yeah, we've also got river activities. We've still got the boat in the water. We really want to, um, you know, utilize this beautiful North Saskatchewan River. It's gorgeous, and it's gorgeous right now. I was looking at it yesterday. It's bright blue, and it's, you know, it's like you're in the mountains. And people don't look at the river in Edmonton that way, um, but it really is a gorgeous river. And, um, you know, just upstream from the city, you can, you can find some really great spots. Mm-hmm. Well, what's included? What do I need to know? What do I need to bring? What do, what do you supply? So we try to include everything that you need to come out and enjoy the uh, resort. So we've got full-on bedding. We've got queen-size beds, king-size beds, um, you know, with fully, fully covered um, sheets and duvets. And then we've got, um, you know, all the utensils you need to cook. We've got um, propane stoves for cooking. We've got fire or um, fire bowls to cook as well if you want to cook on wood and we don't have any fire bands. Uh, we've got a hot tub included now. We've got sauna included now. Those you just book by the hour. Um, you can book the sauna for one hour and the hot tub for one hour and come out and enjoy that. And then um, we've got all sorts of uh, included activities. We've got... Obviously, hiking uh, is a big one. Uh, nature bathing, we call it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a term derived out of Japan, where, uh, or sorry, forest bathing, um, where you just sit there and you enjoy the sounds and the smells and the, you know, the, the senses that you can um, really feel mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really helps you de-stress and um, you know, feel good. We've got a, really, a lot of really great spots for that. Um, then we've got gold panning, fishing, um, when the weather's nice and the water's nice, you go out and you can go swimming. And, um, yeah, we're, we're putting together some scavenger hunts as well and uh, trying to really get people out enjoying the property. And obviously this is a seasonal thing, right? Uh, as soon as the weather turns and it gets darker uh, during the uh, evenings, uh, you pack up and, 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 do, and close up for the winter, right? Well, that's what we did last year. That's what we had to do. Um, you know, we were on an island. We weren't able to get out and, um, you know, use the island once the river started to freeze mm. and it wasn't safe. But for, um, for this year, now that we have this resort, uh, we are going to start activating winter activities oh, with cool. northern lights, uh, you know, watching the northern lights, stargazing, uh, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, uh, even ice skating possibilities. Um, we're even looking into maybe creating some sort of split board workshops because we do have a nice hill that we can go down and, um, you know, hills to climb as well. So we're definitely working on doing year round now and um, just stay tuned for what we come up with um, once we get things operating. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, tell me what your VIP package includes. Uh, on your website, it mentions, you know, bring your own food, but you do have a VIP package as well. Yeah, so the VIP package is really great and very well received uh, last year. Uh, it's with Drift Food Truck, 
and catering, they create meal packages or campfire uh, meal kits. And so you get this pre-packaged, pre-cooked food that's created by a chef. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, the chef is Nevin at, at Drift Food Truck. A, a lot of people do know him in the Edmonton area. And he uh, creates amazing food. Uh, it's pre-cooked. It's ready to go. You just put it on the, the hot cast iron skillet and warm it to your liking. And then you have uh, a great meal to eat. Um, kind of trying to take the work out of uh, campfire cooking, right? We're trying to make it so it's easy to do. We can show you how well you can eat um, when you are cooking with a campfire. And uh, these packages really do that. That's, that's you get, right. Uh, yeah, you get a campfire dinner with a protein of pork, chicken, um, vegetarian, or beef. And then you get uh, a side of potatoes and veggies that go in the tinfoil that also gets cooked on the fire. You get a side salad as well. And then in the morning, you get a beautiful uh, choice of breakfast hash or a frittata and uh, a great little snack box as well. Uh, and it also comes with s'mores for the evening and coffee in the morning. <laughs> now you're talking. That is a VIP experience. Uh, Urban River Adventures, the website is ura-yeg.ca. Steve Cap is the founder of uh, Urban River Adventures. Sounds like you got a cool thing going, so uh, here's to a good summer, Steve. Awesome, Randy. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're excited, and we'd love to get you out there as well. Well, the Cayman Islands have always been a popular place to visit for a number of reasons, especially the food. It's known as the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and the folks from Travel Zoo recently posted a blog about visiting the Cayman Islands and all the things to enjoy there, especially the food. So joining us now to give us some tips and highlights when traveling to the Cayman Islands is Susan Caddo. She's a travel expert from Travel Zoo. Travelzoo.ca is where you'll find the story of the Caribbean's culinary capital. I didn't know that, Susan. It really is. It is a place that people um, go for fine dining now, and it actually has um, the Caribbean's only kind of Michelin-starred chef uh, working right now. So it's definitely the place to go across the board. Um, You know, you can, I'm sure you can, there's over 200 restaurants on the island. And um, what's great is, I I didn't know this before I looked into it, there's 140 uh, at least nationalities of people on the Caymans and all of that (laughs) culture um, feeds into the cuisine. So um, it's a real kind of seat to table adventure. And uh, you've got your James Beard Award winners and also the only um, CAA five diamond restaurant too. So, you know, we've got the the names and links to all of these on, in our blog at travelsweek.com. If you're going, you're going to want to make a reservation. Mm -hmm. Well, over 200, this isn't a big Island. So that's a pretty big deal. Uh, I suppose you could spend a year there and, you know, not hit the same <laughs> restaurant uh, twice. Exactly. So, yeah, and, and like you said, there's a, a range of nationalities. So I, I would imagine it's any kind of food that you want is there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, we're talking about the sort of walk up to there's a little place, uh, Heritage Kitchen, you know, just kind of where you can just walk up in your bare feet and get a, a fish taco or something, <laughs> you know, quick. Um, and then there's like fancy restaurants. There's a place called the Brasserie that's a pioneer of locavore cuisine and the menu changes every day um, and they have their own kind of boats that you'll see. So you're you're basically, you know, you're eating fish that's been caught that day. 
and there's there's just lots of and it's it's there's the the Michelin star chef is um, Eric Ripard uh, Ripard uh, and his restaurant is Blue, um, so that's at the Ritz Carlton Grand Cayman, and that's a very fancy place where you're going to get you know striped bass with truffled tartare and um, things like that, beautifully arranged. So you know, obviously everything from the casual barefoot to the uh, fancy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and there are two islands, right, in the uh, that make up the Cayman Islands, or three. more? Yeah, yeah. There's um, the Grand Cayman, which is very you know lively and has a lot of uh, the infrastructure. There's uh, Cayman Brock, which is you know more rugged, fantastic for people who want to um, you know um, outdoor adventure. Um, and then there's Little Cayman, which is very tranquil, and um, but all of them are just uh, replete with beaches and. Um, they're very different. You're not going to have crowds. You're not going to have mega resorts. You're not going to have, you know, the sort of um, busyness you might get in some other destinations. It's very mm-hmm. Well, I've only been to Grand Cayman, but uh, like you said, the beaches are amazing. What is what is kind of cool, though, is if you go to one side of the island, you can literally almost see right across to the other side of the island. And and you know this because the cruise ships you can see them like they tower, <laughs> you know you know they're they're massive they're like twenty stories high you can literally see them on the other side of the island which is kind of neat, uh, but yeah beautiful beaches right Seven Mile Beach uh, is the famous one. Yes, that's um, Connie Nass Traveler readers ranked it one of the twenty five best island beaches in the entire world uh, in twenty twenty, um, and yeah you know there's there's that there's places like. Um, Starfish Point, where there are, which is famous, obviously named after the sea stars that are all over the place. There are opportunities to, you know, kind of swim with turtles and and for diving. Um, I'm more of a snorkeler than a diver myself, but both of those are amazing for the Caymans. But if you do like to pop on, you know, the scuba suit, um, there are something like 365 dive sites, so you can go <laughs> to a new one every day. Well, I do have a friend of mine who's a, who's big into diving, and he, he says that's one of the best in the world. I am neither, uh, but I, I, I'd be open to it. Like, it seems to me like if you're going to learn to dive, this would be a good place to do it, right? That's a great point because, you know, you, you have the opportunity to learn and you have the opportunity to see some pretty amazing stuff very close to shore. You're not going to have to go out uh, for an hour in a boat to start seeing things. Mm-hmm. If you do want to stay above the water surface, uh, kayaking is really great there, and they have a bioluminescent bay. These are really, uh, um, I mean, one of these like world wonders. It's like seeing the northern lights, but in the water, you know, <laughs> that, um, the plankton uh, that lights up when you move it. So every time you paddle, you get these like bursts of light. Um, it's really something to see. So you come back, and uh, it's, it's a forgettable experience. And it seems to me, too, the water is quite warm, and it's quite calm, From if memory serves me correctly. Yes, this is a, you know, a very a nice kind of family-friendly place to um, go if you, you're not going to have, like, rough surf or anything like that. Um, and, uh, again, it's also just uh, bountiful uh, for nature. So the, uh, the fish are obviously incredible close to shore, um, but the turtles, that's really iconic there, the aquatic birds. And um, there's something like 60 species of butterflies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a lot of um, natural beauty because you do have a nice combo of beach and kind of tropical rainforest. You have um, canyons that you can explore if you feel like, you know, going into this. They have these things called the Crystal Caves. It's like a series of three canyons with all these dramatic um, stalagmites and, and uh, stalacites and 
Uh, pirates are said to have taken shelter in them back in the day. So <laughs> you can really just have a fantastic natural adventure as well as just a very peaceful beach holiday too. I wasn't aware of Owen Island. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, Owen Island is um, one of these places that is very, very, very quiet and it's tiny and you can kayak off the coast of Little Cayman to get there. You can even, um, you know, have it all to yourself if you're very lucky because there's no houses, there's no like restaurants or permanent structures on the island. So it's a very um, private, like a little vacation within a vacation. You can bring your own picnic and just relax there and uh, have it all to yourself. This kind of sugar sand and uh, mm-hmm. it's very, very chilled out. It's almost like exploring a deserted island or something like that, right? Well, yeah. And I like to feel like, you know, so many of us have been trapped and locked down. And if you're going to take that holiday, it's that iconic, ho- it's that, why not have the very best you know, <laughs> iconic Caribbean experience. And that's why um, we love the Cayman so much, because it, it's sort of the best of the Caribbean in one place with very special experiences, the, the most beautiful, peaceful beaches, the, the most fantastic local cuisine. It's a really extraordinary destination. Mm-hmm. Well, and like so I said, too, know. oh yeah, it, it, and it's not a, a huge island, so it's easy to get around. So you can explore mm-hmm. some of the other things like the arts and the culture and and some of the museums, right? Yeah, there's a National Gallery um, and has a lot of uh, local paintings by, came, uh, by artists from the Cayman um, with kind of wonderful sort of local um, arts and culture everywhere. There's also fantastic kind of um, conservation centers uh, and there's blue iguanas. Uh, <laughs> there's a breeding facility <laughs> for blue iguanas. You can check that out. Um, there's about a thousand uh, iguanas that run roam free on the island, so it's a fantastic place to to take a tour, and you can meet them. They're five feet long, so talk about going back in time. It's like meeting a little dragon. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's a this botanic park, Queen Elizabeth II Botanic Park. Um, that is about two thousand species of flowers and plants. It's a sixty five acre park, and they even have like a a, a Cayman home from the nineteen hundreds. So, so you can experience a traditional cottage, um, you know, see how people used to live on that island. It's a, it's a really interesting culture. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get to. You just have to get yourself to Toronto, uh, wherever you right. live. But once you're, you know, it's only like a four-hour flight from Toronto. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's nothing. It's definitely worth it because once you're there, you're, you're not looking at, you know, some vacation sites you have to spend an hour and a half or two hours just driving to where you can actually see the water. Mm-hmm. That is not the case here. Once you land, your vacation starts almost right away. You know, slip your shoes off at the airport um, and uh, start enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to find out more information, it's right there on the Travel Zoo website. Cayman Islands, good food and sunny days in the Caribbean's culinary capital. Again, TravelZoo.com is where you'll find it. And Susan Cato is a travel expert with Travel Zoo. It was fun chatting with you, Susan. Thank you. Great chatting to you, Randy. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review. 
tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.